This is Efficiency On Demand. On Demand. High performance. Leadership. People think overwhelm. Craziness. Craziness. No time. No time. No fun. No fun. Just work, 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 work. It's time to slow down to speed up. You owe more to yourself. This is Efficiency On Demand with Monique. Monique is a high-performance and leadership specialist. During the show, Monique and her guests will share the harsh truth behind their success stories, what it means to perform on a high level, and to be a leader in this world. It's time to take control of your time and live life limitless. This is Efficiency On Demand, and this is your host, Monique. Welcome back to another episode of Efficiency On Demand. We have the one and the only, or maybe the one and not the only only, but the one and, you know, well, anyways, is Daniel, 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 Daniel Geffen on the show. And if you don't know why I'm saying the one and not the only, but it's the one and probably the only, he is the podcast producer, spreader, that sounds weird, but anyways, you know how I am. And he's now also the podcast booker. So welcome to the show, Danielle. Danielle? <laughs> we practiced that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And thanks for having time. I've, <laughs> well, Monique, I've been on the... Uh, episodes. Yeah, I've, I've been on about 60 plus podcasts and definitely that is the most original introduction <laughs> I think I've ever got. Well, you're <laughs> <thank> so welcome. <laughs> I'm now going to change my profile status to podcast spreader. <laughs> like, like as if I'm like a peanut butter or a jam, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just another spreader. Yes. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Like that's kind of what you do. You're spreading podcasting into the world. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, right. fair enough. Yeah. And as a German who's not native English, finding words every single moment of the day is not like it's late here. And um, so right. spreading sounded like it could be. <laughs> yes, okay, how it can works. We... <laughs> how could it sound more luxurious? Well, I, I guess exposure you know, helping people get more exposure through podcasts. That's probably. Well, that was a little bit easy. Yeah. Exposure. But no one can exposure. buy, you know, we always say like, I can't buy rent from exposure. Yeah. So if we spread things, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe, okay, maybe I should take that back because now COVID is spreading and then that could be a re bad reputation. So let's just say, <laughs> but okay, how, but podcast exposing could also get a bad right. reputation with like all of these, like other things that were going on these. All right. Anyways, right. let's. Uh... <laughs> we're, we're spreading podcasts like COVID. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be, that would be, that's a great slogan, though. Everyone know yeah. how fast that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now everyone knows what Daniel's doing. Um, so I don't have to. Ask. Are we keeping this introduction? We're keeping this. There's, there's no editing this out. Yeah. This is good. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I'm not <laughs> things. All right, good. I like that. Raw and real. <laughs> so, unless you're saying, no, there's too much waterfall in the back, then maybe. But um, I like this introduction. Okay, cool. You don't? Let's keep it. No, it's fine. It's It's very candid. I like that. You know, I think people listen to a lot of podcasts and they're very you know, they're very rigid and formal and, and this is more loose and relaxed and informal and playful. And I think people like that. Yeah. Cause you're talking to me and, uh, I don't know how to do formal. Right. Yeah. I, I don't either. That's probably why it didn't work out for me in, in school. Right. I just yeah. couldn't. Yeah. Right. So thanks for making this bridge already. Cause that's great. So let's talk about school. Yes. And so where did you go to school? I went to a school called Hasmonean High School and I was the class clown. So <laughs> I, I was the guy that, that would get, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was the guy that would get up on tables and, and make jokes. And at first I was the happy clown, but then I became the sad clown because I realized one day that everyone was laughing at me and not with me. Oh, so. Yeah. So I kind of realized that I was just this little monkey that would get in trouble and I didn't have any friends. Mm. Everyone was just using me as the performer. And the problem is I couldn't switch it off. Like I couldn't stop performing because now everybody expected the monkey and the clown to keep performing. So I just spent, you know, the rest of my high school years basically performing like as if I was a slave. Um, and it was very depressing. I kind of got to a place where I was very depressed inside. And I guess in a way, as I grew up, as I grew older and I built my confidence, my inner confidence, I realized that I was born to perform, that actually it was a God-given gift. And, uh, and now I make a living and I help people by performing and by promoting and promoting other people through podcasts. So that's kind of like my very brief backstory, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of, you know, things that obviously happened along the way, but, uh, and I can go into sort of how I got into podcasting if you want. That's also a really interesting story, but uh, that's kind of my, my backstory. I love that. We definitely go into how you got into podcasting, but we do that after the break. And since we're not at the break yet, so we have to wait a little bit. So okay. who, for the people who listen and he, like, if you want to know that, just stay tuned. So, and get a drink or a snack or both. And can be anti-alcoholic drink because if you're in lockdown, that could be... Anyways, so yeah. tell me, like, when I think about clowns, I also think about kind of masks, which is a really... We, we kind of get to back always to this COVID theme, like, and it's not on purpose, don't, don't worry. But I feel like it's, it's kind of the thing where, especially if you're a child and you're doing things like, for example, playing the clown, that feels like wearing a mask because you're, you're mm -hmm. trying to hide behind being funny, right? Yes. So what do you think you felt like you had to hide something? Hmm. I guess so. I feel like most people wear masks, mm -hmm. right? Depending on who you're with, right? If you look at how you change your behavior when you're with certain people, 
right? So if you're in a certain group, you'll act a certain way. And if you're in a different group, you'll act a different way. Well, well, that's all different masks. We're wearing different disguises. It's only with the people that we really trust that we remove all the masks completely and we could just be totally naked, right? And so until you're able to build that trust, you, you're basically living with a mask the whole time. So for me, it's always about, you know, what's interesting is I learned how to remove my mask from someone in the Bible, actually. So his name's Abraham. Abraham is the forefather who everybody knows, right? Everyone knows the famous Abraham. So what was unique about Abraham was he loved everyone. He loved every single person. It didn't matter who you were, where you're from, what you believed in. He loved you. But he had this ability to separate the person from the the belief of the person. So what the person thought about him, he didn't care about. So what, what you think about me, I don't care, but I care about you as a person. And that's really hard to do because you have to separate the person from what they think. But it's when you're able to do that, then you realize that I, you know, what you, I once had someone on my show who said an amazing line. He said, what you think about me has nothing to do with me. Because everybody, right, everyone's just coming with their own background, with their own, uh, their own masks, right? Mm -hmm. And what I came to realize is that everyone just wants to be loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into a room and you're thinking about, wow, I wonder what everyone thinks about me. Like, what do they think about what I'm wearing? What do they think about how I look? What do they think about how I talk? they're not really thinking about you at all because they're thinking the same thing that you're thinking. They're thinking, what, is, what do they think about me? So when you switch that around and suddenly you become outside focused instead of inside focused, you focus on other people, you become the most attractive person in the room mm-hmm. because now you're just listening and you're realizing that everyone just wants to be loved and appreciated. So if I give other people love and appreciation, then they're going to they're gonna give me back love and appreciation. So it's really interesting how the world was created in a way that we're, if we each give to each other, we're mm-hmm. going to get. But if we're trying to just get, then we're not going to get anything. And in fact, the best analogy I've heard, I saw this in some ancient Jewish scripts. It talks about an analogy of how, do you know what heaven and hell is? So heaven and hell is really the same place. And what it is, is it's this massive, massive dining room table. And you've got people on either side of the table and you've got all the best food you can imagine. It's a feast, right? And it's the most tastiest, delicious food ever. And you're starving. Like you get up there and you're you're sitting there and you're starving and you're so hungry and you've got all this food. And what happens is you pick up the fork in front of you and it's really long. And the people who were selfish in life will spend a lifetime eternity trying to feed themselves, but they can't because the fork is too long and they can't feed themselves. But the people who lived a life of giving will immediately realize that the fork isn't for them. It's for the person opposite them. And so they'll use it for the person opposite them. And of course, the person opposite them will realize, oh, okay, I guess my fork is to feed you and you'll feed each other. But if two selfish people are sitting opposite each other, they're going to starve for eternity. And that's kind of the analogy, I think, if, if we realize that and internalize that in this lifetime, everybody would be fed. There would be no starving people in this world. Nobody would be poor 
nobody would be struggling because we'd all be helping each other. Yes, I love that. And I think there's a long way to go for society to understand that, unfortunately. Yeah, but we just need more people to talk about it. <laughs> it's true, it's true. And to I mean, do it. You, know, you, you said something that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, and I have it here from Charles Horton Cooley. And it says, I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. But that's yeah. not true. It is in some way, just as you said, like we go into a room, we think about what do they think, what I am. Yeah. And in that way, because of this perceived projection from other people, right. we are trying to put on this mask to satisfy this perceived protection of other people. Sure, but that's that's a fake reality. That's not a reality. That's a percept. That's a false perception. Right, but because right. many people live in these false perceptions and in this false reality mm -hmm. of this is how I have to be to be liked or something, right? Correct. Then we live in this reality of I am what I think you think I am. So that's why I'm trying to be the best possible version right. of what you want me to be. Right. And so, right, which is a very sad reality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it's my favorite quote because once you understand it, you will see like, oh, shoot, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Damn. And once you can see it, you will hopefully, if you dare to, just stop trying to please other people's perception of you. Because as you just mm -hmm. said before, it's none of your business what other people think about you. Yeah. Because also we are not our thoughts. Like when we can get to our to this level that we can disassociate from our thinking because our thinking mm -hmm. is not who we are, right? Yes. And so I really love that. And I think it's really important for people to understand these dissections of, of, of reality and of life, I think. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting that this was the answer to my question, because I think, you know, there's so many masks that people can wear. Sometimes it's like the funny one. Sometimes it's the stoic one, the independent one, or the, uh, the money-making one, definitely the strong one. Like there are so many masks. And after all, as you said, I think after all of these or under all of these masks, there's always just a person who wants to be loved. Every one of us. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So what happened when you as a child were realizing that you have this really funny mask, maybe you were the only one laughing about your jokes happens to me all the time. My <laughs> jokes apparently are not so funny. <laughs> I do love about them really hard though. <laughs> so I think that's some, something German as well. People keep telling me German humor is not that funny. Uh, so they may be right. <laughs> so what happened when you realized, well, damn, you know, they're not laughing with me, but at me. And I'm feeling really miserable dancing at the tables here. Um, What was the journey from there? Well, leaving high school, you know, finding a freedom, like finding my own place. Getting married was a very, very big help for me because I married a very loving companion. Um, 
has been by my side for the last 14 years now. And she has motivated me, encouraged me along my whole journey. I couldn't work for anyone because I had the same issue that I had in school, which was I have a hard time being told to do things that to me doesn't make sense. Like if I want to eat lunch at three o'clock, then that's when I want to eat lunch, not at one o'clock, right? You know, not everyone gets hungry at the same time, but everyone has to eat lunch at one o'clock. No. So I don't like rules like that. Right. You know, so uh, if I want to take vacation, like, so I want to take a vacation now for two weeks or whatever it is. And so I didn't like being told you can only take the vacation from this date to this date. Or so there were a lot of other things that, that I didn't work out for me. And so my wife encouraged me, this is about 10 years ago, to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said to my wife, I said, but I don't know anything about business. I've, I've never learned anything about how to start a business and how to run a business. And so what am I, you know, she said, listen, I think you're naturally born to create. You're very creative. You can think outside of the box. And and if you really put your heart to anything, you'll you'll achieve it. You'll be able to get it. And so I started my first company and uh, thank God it grew. And I had a lot of ups and downs along the way, but started to realize what I'm really good at and what I'm not good at. And whatever I wasn't good at or whatever I didn't like, I would get other people to do it. I would just delegate it or outsource it. And then I would only do the things that I'm really good at. And what I discovered that I'm actually really good at and what I really enjoy is presenting. I love to present, I love to speak, and I love to sell, connect to people, come up with creative ideas and solutions, create strategic partnerships. And so I ended up outsourcing my entire company to one of my competitors. And that company grew and I was able to pretty much walk away from the business, but still own the whole business. So it's been now nine years that that business is still running on its own. And I still own the business hundred percent, but I don't have any involvement in the, in the business. And, and then I guess four years ago, we moved to Israel. So I, I was playing tennis four years ago and I got a phone call. And this is, I guess, what, what you can call the phone call that changed my life. The, the guy on the phone said to me, Daniel, I heard you have an interesting business story. I'd love to have you on my podcast. And I'll never forget what, what I responded to him. I said, what the heck is a podcast? You know, <laughs> I had no idea what it was. It sounded like some spaceship or something, you know, podcast. <laughs> so he explained to me what it was. And I, I got really excited because I'd never spoken in public before. And I had no experience speaking and I didn't have any social media following. I didn't have any online presence. I was totally invisible, but I always felt this, this desire to want to share. So I got on the podcast and I just started talking about my story and, and how I grew my business. And an hour went by really quickly. It felt like f- five minutes. And the host said, thank you so much, Daniel, for being on the show. You know, that was great. And I said, wow, that was so much fun. I could talk for hours. This is, this is incredible. But then I had this question. I said, how many people are listening to this? And in my mind, I was thinking, you know, maybe there's 20, 20 people, 30 people, you know, which would, which would be nice, you know. And when he said to me that, Daniel, there were over a thousand people listening, I, I fell off my chair. I said, what? What are you talking about? A thousand people, like some of the biggest speakers 
in the world, they get up on stage. And if they got a thousand people in the audience, that's like a nice crowd, right? And then there's me, who's a nobody who hasn't really spoken any, any, in any events or anything. I don't have any social media following nothing. And I'm speaking to over a thousand people. Where are all these people? And he said, well, they're all over the world. And he starts listing all these countries. And I said, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I need to get into podcasting. This is going to be huge. So two weeks later, I started my own podcast. I called it, Can I Pick Your Brain? And I decided I'm going to pick the brains of the most successful entrepreneurs and leaders in this generation. There were only two problems with this. Number one is I didn't know any successful people to interview. <laughs> number, Just a no, tiny number problem. Two, <laughs> tiny problem. And number two, I didn't know how to get people to listen to the podcast. Like, how do I get people to listen to this, right? I'm like putting in all this work and effort and producing. And then there's like 10 people listening and two of them are my best friends. And one of them is my mother. Like, so <laughs> what's the point of doing this, right? All right. So I suddenly had this aha moment when I realized, I said, hold on, I was on that podcast as a guest and he had over a thousand people listening. Well, where do people listen to podcasts? Where do you find them? On podcasts. So why don't I just go as a guest on other podcasts and then leverage other people's audiences so that I don't need to figure this out myself. Other people have already figured it out. So that's what I started doing. I started getting on lots of different podcasts as a guest. And within a very short period of time, my podcast took off. I got to over a quarter of a million downloads, became a top-ranked podcast on iTunes. I interviewed four billionaires, the smartest man alive, the leading hostage negotiator for the FBI, the US memory champion, and a whole host of other incredible guests. And then I wrote a book, which it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. And this was all just because I was going on lots of podcasts. So... That's the first part of the story. The second part of the story is that I then started getting bombarded. Oh, wait. Now are we, we going to have a break? for a break? Now okay, we got to have a break first. So, in, and the reason why, as I'm going to share with you, um, I also have a question about one of your interviews because I follow you for quite a while, right? And okay. I really want to ask about this one interview, but we take a break first and then we're going to share the second part and you're going to remind me of that interview that I want to ask you about that was, I think it was the worst interview you ever had. <laughs> okay. Sounds fun. Yes. So we take a little break for now and we'll be back in just a few seconds. You're listening to Efficiency On Demand with Monique. Monique. We'll be right back after these messages. But in the meantime, find more resources at EfficiencyOnDemand.com. Hey, everyone. This is your host, Monique. If you want to learn more about time management, impactful leadership, mindset mastery, and energy efficiency, then you can now order my new book, the Time Method, and a bullshit guide to creating an abundance of time. Just go to www.thetimemethod.com or you can click the link in the show notes below. And please, I would love for you if you can share, rate, and review this podcast so many other people can find and benefit from it too. Thanks for tuning in. I really love to have you here. You're listening to Efficiency On Demand with Monique. Monique. 
All right, so we're back on Efficiency on Demand. I'm really sorry I had to interrupt Danielle, aka Daniel, Danielle. <laughs> I'm going to say these names. And now he's stuck. He's actually stuck, but I'm not sure if he's coming back. His internet seems, uh, maybe it's mine. Oh, he dropped out. Okay, so I'm going to just keep talking a little bit. So we had to interrupt that a little bit, but <laughs> that was I so guess funny. I wasn't ready. That was so funny. I said your name and all the variations and then you dropped out. I was like, oh, that was too much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I cut out when I said I'm born ready and then it yeah. cut off and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. So we are back on efficiency on demand. And um, Daniel just said he was born ready, but then he dropped out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we should be ready to go and i'm really yeah. sorry i had to interrupt you with your story but it's so amazing so we now know how you got into podcasting but mm -hmm. we don't know yet how you got your podcast to explode and there was something else you wanted to talk about and then i wanted to ask about how i got into the podcast booking right. service like how i got into that right Go ahead. So, so I was getting, at this point, I was getting bombarded with emails from PR agencies and book publicists, people trying to get on my podcast and trying to get their clients on my podcast as guests. And there were two problems. Number one is they didn't have any relationship with me. I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. And number two is their pitch sucked. Like it was really bad. They, they all, all just suck. sounded really boring. They all do, right? They, they, it's templated. Yeah. Right. It's templated. It's the same old, same old. Sounds like everyone else. Boring. And so I kept sending them to spam. And like I had a special spam folder just for these guys. Like, you know, get out of here. And then this went on for a couple of months. And then one day, three and a half years ago, I woke up and I had this light bulb that went off in my head. I said, hold on a second. People are paying these PR agencies and book publicists like, you know, a lot of money to basically just spam hosts. Yeah. And I have my own top rated podcast. I'm friends with all these other top rated hosts. I've been on over 60 podcasts. I've interviewed over 150 high profile guests. So I know what a great guest sounds like and looks like. And I know what a, a top rated host is looking for in a guest. And I have all the connections. So why don't I start my own podcast booking agency? And that's basically what I did. Now, I was one of the first podcast booking agencies to 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 start to launch and that was Geffen Media Group and basically for the last three and a half years we've been working with some very big named authors to get them on uh, the top podcasts but then what happened was about a year and a half ago I had this idea where I realized that most of the people that want to get on podcasts can't afford to spend thousands of dollars to hire a booking agency like mine. And at this, the other side of the coin, you have 1.5 million podcasts right now. And most of those podcast hosts are looking for guests, but they don't know how to get guests because they're not big enough for the agencies to send them guests. So where are they getting their guests from? So you see, you have these two demographics, these two marketplaces that are not being served. And that's when I had the idea for podbooker.com which essentially is a marketplace online where you have guests that can reach out to hosts 
and get booked on their podcasts. And you have hosts that are looking for guests that can invite these guests on their show. And in fact, Monique, you're on podbooker.com, right? And I reached out to you on there and that's how I'm on here, right? It was so- a really shitty message. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it wasn't the best message to reach out to you with, but the point is, is the platform works. It worked. So here's the thing. It worked. Two things I want to say. So first of all, I need to say that I get pitched as well for my podcast and it's hilarious to me because I usually don't reply unless the pitch is a little, like a little bit shows that you've done some research. Most of the people, they look at my podcast name and that's it. And then they write me this pitch how... They are so amazing how all of the awards they won. Like, I don't, I literally couldn't care less about your awards. Like, what am I going to do? Are are you going to send them to me and I put them on my, <laughs> like, on my shelf or something? I don't know what I should be doing with your awards. And then, no, for real. And then they, they have this long novel about how amazing they are and what they should be talking about or something like this. And I think to yeah. myself... If you would love to come on my podcast, first of all, you should listen to it because the name Efficiency on Demand is the name that aligns with my brand. Apparently, I'm not talking about efficiency on here other than for one question. So most of the times, as you can see and hear, we don't talk about efficiency much and that's on purpose. Like I've done it on purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm just this confusing person sometimes. <laughs> but then yeah. the thing is like, you can see people just don't put any effort in on even listening, even skipping through an episode. They don't even do that. So then they send you this pitch and sometimes funny enough, they send you a pitch and they sign it with their assistant or whatever. I'm the assistant off and he's so amazing and he wrote this book and he wants to promote it. And I'm like, cool, I promote my own book. Thanks, I don't need yours. So right. it's like, and as you said, there are 1.5 million podcasts. We have enough of these Rex to Riches stories and enough of these like, you should buy my stuff kind of things. And so, and the other thing I wanted to say, you invited me to Podbooker in the very beginning. And I was like, uh, it's just another, like, it's just another platform. It's probably not very good because I've been on two other podcasting platforms where you can find guests and, and whatever. And they've just been so bad. Like, it's just, yeah. it's like a forum place and you have to, yeah, you actually have to talk a lot with people and I just don't have time for small talk. You know this already mm-hmm. about me, people, so don't yeah. worry. <laughs> and so it's mm-hmm. just, so it was very interesting when I tried, I was like, oh, this actually looks like it could be a great experience. And it is. Other than those messages that people send that don't put any effort into even sending your personal message. Right, Daniel? Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> So uh, this is hilarious. That's an insider. So it it was really funny because when people sent me one of those messages that have no research or or don't show any effort, I just say like, thanks, I decline. I don't even look at their profile. I don't even want to know, to be Mm. honest, because I'm one one of those people. Yep. May I say. So am I. (laughs) But I had, for example, and I have this interview next week with someone who not only listened to her episode, 
She didn't even just also research, but she gave me a title because she's seen that for every episode I, I use alliterations. So she already gave me an alliteration title for my podcast. That's smart. I, right? Yeah, that's smart. So I was like, oh, I take her because uh, I don't yeah. have to think about that anymore. Awesome. And I love Correct. it. You know? Right. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head, Monique. Basically, what you want is you want to take away most of the work from the host. You want them. There's two things that hosts really want. One is they want to get really good quality content for their audience without doing any work. Mm-hmm. Because we're lazy, right? We we hosts, we're lazy. We, we just want to be able to just, I won't say lazy, lazy, but we, we don't want to do too much work, right? We want to get good quality content. We want to make sure that it's going to be um, you know, uh, valuable for the audience. And two is how are you going to help me grow my show? Those are the two main things. Yes. And it's also because right. I'm going to be really honest. I personally put a lot of work into this podcast. So is my team. And mm-hmm. like there must be some exchange of energy, right? I can't just have a guest come on the show, use my energy, my platform, my uh, my promotion efforts, my money, because we put ads on the on the podcast at times as well. And mm-hmm. we send for every guest, they get an email. You will see it. <laughs> they get an email afterwards <laughs> when the episode is out with every single link to the episode with three different sound waves that, you know, look nice and their little quotes and one minute sound waves and different formats for Instagram, LinkedIn, for whatever the platform is. Like we put a lot of work out um, and then they don't share it. Like they can't even, they can't even like, they can't even click the share button or whatever. And that sometimes Mm -hmm. to be honest is pretty frustrating because we put a lot of work in. We have 10,000 visitors a month on the website alone, not not even talking about the downloads. So I'm like, you know, in the show notes are all of your links, everything. People can see that. Why wouldn't you want to share it as a guest and spread it mm-hmm. out to your audience and just rectify and solidify your authority, whatever, your brand, your message, whatever you want. Right. So that's why I'm looking for people. If they can't even send a personal message, they will never even, they will probably just hop on all of the podcasts and then forget about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think people just need to put a little bit more effort into um, when they're reaching out to the hosts just to show that they they are going to contribute to the podcast. It, again, it goes back to what we spoke about earlier about mm-hmm. giving and not focusing on yourself. If you're focusing on yourself, then you're focusing on, hey, this is how amazing I am. This is how many awards I have. This is the book that I have written. And this is about me, 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 me. And I don't really care about you because I I care about me. I I care about my podcast and my audience and my download numbers. And therefore, what are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Yeah. So, you know, with, with Podbooker though, what's great about it is that you now don't have to search for the hosts. They're all there. Now you could just focus on spending the time to really take a look at the host profile. Mm-hmm. And then when you send a message, you can actually send a message that makes sense because 
everything is there. We've made it very easy for you. You don't have to go on Google or iTunes or anything. You don't have to look for anything. You just, on the platform, everything is there, all the information that you need. Yep. And you can listen to the episodes right there. So listen to the exactly. episode up front to at least half of it. Like just like why would, it's also the thing, right? For example, I wouldn't want to go on a podcast where I don't align with the host or the energy just like feels off. So I don't want to go and be on the podcast. You know what I mean? So I do listen to the yeah. episodes before. And another thing is I also think like, the hosts do put a lot of work in and it's often also in the background, right? Some don't have a team. Like I am very lucky. I do have a team who's supporting me with that, but like, it's not my business. I do the podcasting to like share the message even wider, but it's not my business. Right. So this is like an, like an extra effort and extra energy basically that we put out there, but then having, having guests that just do podcast hopping, also doesn't feel good if you're just one of them and then you know like they're just you're just like a quick stopover and I don't appreciate that like it's also because they they just say the same thing on every podcast they have their prepared story their prepared answers whatever and that's just not bringing any value to the audience as well because right yeah what, what is it that you're gonna bring to the audience then you know Exactly. So what would you say for hosts, for example, if they want to, like they're at a certain point, they have the podcast, it, how can they optimize it as in maybe structural, like setup of the episodes or how can they create more if they, if they already do podcasting themselves? I mean, first of all, number one is definitely the podcasting. Getting on podcasts is the quickest way you're going to grow your podcast. Um, the other thing is, yeah, you want to encourage your your guests to be sharing. I know that's hard, as you said, Monique. It's it's hard for to you can't control what people are going to do. I mean, you know, if you really want to, you could get people to agree before they come on the show that they're going to share the podcast with their following. You can have like an agreement that they have to agree to, right? Like mm -hmm. check this box if you agree. So that way they're committed. But other than that, I really think that there is no better way than, than just being a guest on other podcasts because social media now has become so noisy and the attention span is so short. I think the average attention span now on social media is three seconds. Mm. So you only have three seconds of someone's attention. It's nothing. You, you, you can't like do anything in that amount of time. Whereas on a podcast, right? How long have we been on this podcast for now? 40 45 minutes. minutes, 40 minutes. Five, so yeah. if, if, so listen to this, if you're still listening to this, miss, you know, whoever you are listening to this, that means that you've been listening to us for 40 minutes. That's, that's insane. Like that amount of attention in today's world is crazy, right? Compare that to trying to get someone's attention on Instagram or Facebook. They're probably sitting on the toilet till their thighs go numb and they're just scrolling through the feed, right? And you might get their attention for like two, three seconds, but that's nothing. You can't make any emotional connection. They're not going to buy from you because you need to build trust. 
right? Someone who's listening to this podcast, you know, they've heard a bit of my backstory. They've heard about what struggles I had. They've heard about my breakthrough. They've heard about my success. So they're more likely to work with me, whether it's hiring me, my agency or going to Podbooker and signing up on the platform there. You're more likely to do that than if I just threw this ad in your face on Facebook or on, or on Instagram or they just posted it. It's not going to do much. Everybody's yeah. trying to work the social media thing, but social media is dead. Sorry to tell you. It's, it's, it's a social platform. That's where people go and relax and zone out. That's not where they are investing in themselves. They're not in a growth mindset. They're in a, sta they're in a mm -hmm. passive mindset. Someone listening to a podcast is in a growth mindset. People who listen to podcasts are people who invest in themselves. And those are the people that will buy your book. Those are the people that will invest in, in the products that you're selling or the services that you're selling because they're, they want to grow. They want to, they want to, you know, learn. Otherwise you'd be listening to Metallica or something else. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you've chosen to listen to this podcast shows that, you know, you take your education seriously. And, you know, there's over 150 million Americans listening to podcasts right now. So it's, it's become mainstream. Right. Yeah. People are listening to podcasts and not listening to radio. And the beauty about podcasts is that you could be doing the dishes or walking the dog or commuting to work and listening to a podcast. But you can't read a book while you're driving. Right. You can't go for a run and you, know, <laughs> you could try, but yeah, you'd be in trouble. Um, you know, you, can, you can't watch a YouTube video while you're while you're running. Right. It just doesn't work. So that's why podcasting has taken off. And that's why I believe that right now is the best time to get into it because it's undervalued attention, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's undervalued attention because people are only now realizing, hey, hold on, it's free to get on a podcast. Like it doesn't cost me any money, right? Like Monique didn't charge me anything to be here. <laughs> and she's spent, yet. you know, how, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> too late. Um, you know, how much time has Monique spent to build this show and how much energy and, and, and time and, you know, effort finding the guests, producing the show, editing the show, interviewing the guest, promoting the show. And I come along and I just come on and, you know, talk about my story and my business and everything else. And I get access to her audience and that's it. And I don't pay anything. That's incredible. And that's worth a lot more than, than paying for an ad that nobody listens to. Mm -hmm. Right. So the thing is, I believe that in the next six to 12 months, it's going to change. There's going to be a game changer where podcasting is going to cost because hosts like Monique are going to say, hold on a second, why am, I, why am I not charging my guests? Like I'm giving them free access to my audience and all the work I'm putting in. Why don't I charge? And in fact, there are hosts now who I know personally who are charging really good money for guests. I, I know one guy, his name's John Lee Dumas, who's the entrepreneur mm. on fire host. Yep. He charges, you ready for this? He charges $3,500 per guest to be on his show. Good on him. Now, isn't that correct? That's amazing, right? Now yeah. there's a lot of other hosts who are charging less than that, maybe $500. But even if you imagine it's going to be $100 to get on a podcast, you do 10 podcasts, 20 podcasts, it's going to cost you $1,000, $2,000 just to go on those. 
Well, right now it's absolutely free. So you got to be crazy not to be getting on podcasts right now. Yeah. Right. I remember in when fact, back in the day, Google ads, Google ads was 10 cents a click. And now it's like 10 to $20 a click, yeah. right? I'm kicking yeah. myself now that I didn't, you know, invest everything I had when it was early. So everyone talks about getting in early. Now is, now is the time when it's early. And people might be listening to this saying, how is it early? There's 1.5 million podcasts. 1.5 million is nothing. Do you know how many blogs there are out there? There's over a billion, over yep. 1 billion blogs. Do you know how many YouTube channels there are out there? So compare that to 1.5 million plus, that's nothing. Podcasts are going to be going through the roof for the next couple of years. We're going to get to the easily, quickly to the tens of millions of podcasts. And at that point, you're going to say, why didn't I get in when there was only 1.5 million, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And so interesting. I started three years ago. I had a different podcast by then. And it's incredible because... I feel like the growth of podcasts right now is still slow. So because people don't really believe it's like this, like, you know, the internet will die in 10 years. Okay, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. <laughs> now look at the internet today. <laughs> so it's really interesting to me because yeah. I, I knew that podcasting is probably going to be really big as well. I'm not so much into YouTube videos and, and stuff like that myself. I rather want, as you said, I'm, you know, efficiency. <laughs> I rather want to do yeah. something while I listen to the podcast. And I really, I just really love talking to people, connecting with them, interviewing them. But I promised, I promised to ask you something, uh, especially for the value of the audience. But I, I want to know what happens if a host uh, has someone on the podcast, maybe really famous, maybe not, but then the interview goes to shit. Or maybe the person well, really a not a, not an entertaining or value based person. So the answer is it depends. There are two types of really what you say gone to shit type of uh, guests. Uh, one type is just someone who's really boring and just constantly promotes. I had one guest on my show mm -hmm. who every time I asked him a question, he said, well, on page 136 of my book, oh my I book. answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked him another question. He said, well, on page 93, I answer the question there. So I didn't, I just didn't publish that episode. It's that simple. I'm not going to, you know, ruin my reputation and, and, and waste my audience's time. And so I just didn't produce that episode. But mm -hmm. then there's an, then there are certain episodes that actually, uh, the guest, uh, goes absolutely crazy And sometimes that could be the best thing to happen to your podcast. So for example, I interviewed a very famous author. His name is uh, Robert Kiyosaki, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he totally lost it. He lost the plot. Like I, uh, I started, you know, asking him some questions and he just told me to take my head out of my ass and just totally <laughs> cursed me out. I didn't know what to do. So I just continued doing what I'm, what I'm doing, which is asking him questions and just trying to pretend that everything was okay. But he just kept going. He started attacking me <laughs> and it was pretty crazy. And at the end, I was really confused. I, I wasn't sure, should I publish this episode or should, I, or should I just dump it? And I put it out on social and people said, listen, I, I think you should publish it because if he's an asshole, like let him publicize that like right. you should be the one to put it out there 
And so I put it out and I got the most amount of feedback I ever got on any episode that I've produced. And it got me a lot of, uh, a lot more people listening to the podcast. So in a way, at the time, it seemed like a train wreck, but it actually was a gift in disguise. So, <laughs> you know, I don't plan for situations like that, but if they happen, do the best you can with it. Yeah. What do you think triggered him to go off on him like that? On you, I mean. I, yeah, I think I, I, I pushed a little bit on some sensitive uh, points and uh, he didn't like that. But hey, man, it's my show and I'm going to ask the questions I want. And if you don't want to answer them, you could also just say, you know, uh, you know, I prefer not to answer that. Or he could have just handled it very differently. But um, he became a bully instead. So As he yeah, if, if, anyone if anyone wants to listen to that, they can go to, they could just type in Google uh, Daniel Geffen, Robert Kiyosaki, and it'll probably come up. Or you can go to Can I Pick Your Brain uh, podcast and you'll see it. It's one of the more later like it's recent not that long ago yeah i think it was last year was it oh wow it's been that long i think so holy cow I yeah think so. i haven't produced that many episodes after that yeah right but i uh, yeah i remember i remember following along uh with that conversation and everything so i had that in mind it was really interesting to see but yeah definitely go and check that out and while we're talking checking out all of your things um i definitely want to wrap up slowly so share with us we know potboko.com already and we know pick your brain podcast but can where i can pick your brain okay oh, sorry can <laughs> i pick your brain podcast <laughs> No, it's really important because people need to find it. Yeah. So tell me where people can find your agency and whatever you want to share. And then I have two more short questions for you. Uh, so my agency is called geffenmediagroup.com. And then, yeah, and then podbooker.com is the only other place I would say to go to. Uh, right now it's free, but we will be uh, charging a subscription at some point. So, you know, if I were you, Now is the time to to get to get on board while it's free. Well, I'm on there already, so there's that. And mm -hmm. as you know, people, please go scroll down, show notes. You will find all of the links, all of the information. And Danielle, tell me uh, two short questions for you. First, I ask everyone, what does efficiency mean to you? Oh, efficiency to me means doing what you love and outsourcing everything else. Oh yeah, we love that one. Awesome. And last one, for everyone who is into podcasting or podcasting, can you share three short tips that you that they should definitely know? One is don't overthink, just start producing. Mm -hmm. Like stop thinking about whatever it is that you want to do. Just go do it. I, I interviewed a billionaire once uh, whose name was Jeff Hoffman. And I said to him, Jeff, you know, what, what does it take to become a billionaire? You know, there's only 2,000 in the whole world. And he said to me, Daniel, it's very simple. I have a, a sign in my office that says the following. It says, ideas are welcome here, but execution is worshipped. So everything is about execution. Ideas come and go, they live and die, but everything happens in the action. It's the action that we take. So number one is you've got to take action, whatever you're planning on doing. 
right? So if you're thinking about being a guest on podcasts, stop thinking about it, just go and do it. You'll get better as you go along. I used to hate the sound of my voice. Like when I heard my voice on a podcast or I listened to like a voice voice note, I would be like, oh man, do I really sound like that? That sounds so weird. But now I hear my voice and it's totally normal because I've just done it so many times. So you've got to just keep doing it you, and you'll get used to it and you'll get better at it. The other thing that I would say is to not worry about what everyone else is doing. Just do whatever it is that you want to do, because especially in a world where we're surrounded by social media and we see everyone's like perfect lives and perfect moments and perfect angles and perfect everything, right? Statuses. Most of it's fake news, right? Most of it is just, it's just, you know, you're just seeing a very small slice of, of what's happening. So just try to uh, detach as much as you can from all that noise and just live the life that you want to live. And no one really needs to give you permission. You have to give yourself permission to do that. I love that. Take off all of the masks. Take off all the masks. Maybe not when you go outside in a place that you have a lot of viruses. around. <laughs> <laughs> That's another topic though. Yeah. Daniel, it's yeah. been so awesome to speak to you. Thank you so much for taking time today, bringing your waterfall and your big beard. <laughs> my big beard. And by the way, if, if you're wondering if there's someone peeing in the background this whole time, <laughs> it was my waterfall in my office here. It was. No one's peeing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Please, everyone, make sure to leave a review and a raid and share this whole thing because we want to top Daniel's podcast. And that's why we need you to help just spread and expose <laughs> this podcast as much as possible. And for everything else, just follow along Efficiency on Demand. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! You've been listening to Efficiency on Demand. On Demand. We hope you've learned that you too can unlock your ultimate potential, how to control your time, create some clarity in your crazy life, and how to live life limitless. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please follow on Instagram at the Monique Lindner. We'll see you next time on Efficiency On Demand with Monique. Remember to slow down to speed up.